Welcome to the Strength in Business podcast, which is all about maximizing your impact by implementing a powerful marketing system that will help you perform at your highest level. And now, here is your host, Chris Rock. Welcome to a new marketing session at Strength in Business. My name is Chris Rock, and today I'm going to talk to you about big business and small business why it's not a smart thing to copy big business if you're the owner of a small company. More importantly, I'm going to share with you three common marketing mistakes for small business owners to avoid at all costs. Now, those of you who've been listening to my podcast know that prior to joining the entrepreneurial world, I've been in the corporate world for 12 years in different sales and marketing positions. And today I am a marketing advisor to both big business and small business, thus allowing me to give you some deeper insights as to how both worlds operate because they're very, very different. But before I get into the main topic, let's have a look at this week's question first. And today's question comes from a listener in Latvia. Her name is Anu, and she has the following question. Hello, Chris. My family runs a small bakery in the countryside. Most of our customers are local customers, but sometimes tourists come by too. I want to help the business expand, and that's why I started doing online marketing eight months ago. I have a small list of people, and some of them have already come to our bakery. All the online courses that I have attended, people were teaching me that I need to make $1 per subscriber to have a good business. Well, I'm not there yet. What can I do to make more money from my email list? Greetings from Latvia, Anu. Well, first of all, Anu, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you here. And I think this is the second time somebody from a Baltic country reaches out to me. I think, was it last year or the year prior to that, that I had somebody from Lithuania getting in touch with me via Twitter. So once again, Anu, welcome to the show and thanks for reaching out to me. Okay, now let me get straight uh, to your question. First of all, I know about all those online gurus preaching uh, the $1 per subscriber song. And to be honest, I'm not a fan of that. And here's why. Well, first of all, if you have the right people, aka your ideal prospects on the list, you can easily make more than $1. And to be honest, that should be your aim to make way more than $1 on average with the people who are on your list. And second of all, I'm also not a fan of, you know, you need to have 100,000 people on your list, you know, just about sheer quantity. Yes, I'm a fan of both quantity and quality. However, you should put your main focus on getting ideal prospects, getting ideal customers. That's the most important thing. Now, to increase the number, that is to increase the average value per customer, dollar value, euro value, whatever it is, 
think uh, of having an e-store, okay? And uh, you can check out Shopify if you're looking, um, for example, for a website to set it up with. So Shopify is pretty good for e-commerce. And then, um, of course, you, you can take payments because uh, I know this is a huge thing for small business owners. That's why I'm mentioning it. And then you can take payments via PayPal, for example, or you can do Braintree. Okay, so PayPal and Braintree. Braintree is part of uh, PayPal. And then another solution, in my opinion, one of the best solutions um, currently for payments is Stripe. Although I'm not sure they are available in Latvia as they are expanding now to Europe. I know they have the United Kingdom, they have Germany, uh, but they're still expanding in Europe. So I'm not sure they, they uh, are already in uh, Latvia. If not, check out PayPal and uh, Braintree. You should be familiar with those two. Now, uh, in terms of products, you could put together some really nice recipes and sell them as a binder, as a downloadable PDF or, or a book. You can charge that for 7 euro, 10 euro, 20 euros, whatever it is um, that you, um, you want to charge uh, for it. Make sure it's a uh, really high value that you provide. And then the next thing that I suggest you do is start up front with um, a continuity program. Um, a membership where you provide your members with, say, exclusive videos showing them some fancy recipes, um, how to make some really nice pastry. And um, let's just do some math here, okay? If you charge, say, $50, 50 euro per month, and you have 100 people, okay? You don't even need thousands of people to start with, okay? Some tangible numbers for you. So you charge $50 per month, and you have 100 people. That's $5,000 per month, and that's a 60K business per year, okay? And simply by doubling the number, okay? So if you go, from 100 people to 200 people, charge them 50k, uh, 50 um, euro per month or 50 dollars per month. You have a six-figure business by the end of the year, and. As, as I already said, you don't need 100,000 and then to aim for having $1 for all those 100,000. I work with doctors. I work with lawyers who have email lists of 200, 300, 400 people, and they easily make a six to seven figure business with simply having two or 300 people. However, they are the right kind of people, okay? They are the ideal prospects and their ideal customers. Hence the importance of onboarding from scratch, onboarding people who are um, your ideal uh, prospects. That's why, once again, Please focus on getting the right folks on your list and then think of ways to deliver massive value uh, to these people because your aim should be to make them to, to turn these people into lifers, as I like to call them, just like all the other local customers that come by and purchase nice and fresh bread and pastry from you and your family business. Okay, so um, yeah, that would be my answer to your question. Thanks again for reaching out to me, Annie. It was great having you on the, on the show. 
Thanks for listening to my show and lots of greetings to Latvia. What about you? Do you have a burning marketing question? Hit me up on Twitter at Chris Rock and send it to me. Use hashtag AskChris. Your question might as well be the next one I'm answering in the upcoming podcast episode. If you're looking for further marketing information and resources, visit my blog at strengthandbusiness.com. Now back to our main topic. Don't copy big business if you're a small business. And I'd like to point out the following. This is the podcast related to my blog post with the very same title. So if you want to have a handout of this, just hop over to my blog at strengthinbusiness.com. Check out the latest blog post. And there you can also um, read through everything that I'm going to share with you now. If you prefer audio listening to podcasts, go ahead and um, lay back and um, enjoy the show. So modeling big business isn't a good thing if you're a small business. Big businesses have a different agenda. Big businesses have different economics, aka they operate with play money. Now, one of the biggest mistakes I see small businesses make is copying what seems to be successful. They look at how big brands are advertising and then they try to copy that. They look at how big companies are posting on Facebook, on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, all other social media channels, and they are desperately trying to model that very same behavior. Now, I'm here to tell you that you're copycatting the wrong stuff. Please understand the following. Big businesses operate differently. For one, they need to meet shareholder expectations. And you have boards, you have presidents, vice presidents, CEOs, and all of them need to play their role in the game. And sometimes it takes ages, honestly ages, until decisions are made and implemented across the entire ecosystem. Now, on top of that, big businesses can more or less afford to target anyone with a pulse and a wallet. And I like to give credit to Dan Kennedy here because this is something that he talks over and over again about. So big businesses can target almost every human being. Now, if you're a small business owner, you really don't need to go down that path unless, of course, you don't care about wasting your precious time, money, and other resources. So Here are some small business challenges, AKA here are three common marketing mistakes for small business owners to avoid at all costs. Number one, my perfect prospect is anyone with a pulse and wallet. Big businesses have different economics. They can pour $2 million into advertising, hoping to reach as many humans as possible. And if the campaign fails, well, you know what? Then they pull another $2 million from the marketing budget and try something else. Believe me, I've been there as well. I signed those checks. I'm not very proud of that, but that's how corporations sometimes run their business. You can't afford to do that if you're a small business owner. The combination ignorance and desperation is the worst possible. Therefore, you need to think through the entire profile of your perfect prospect. That is, who is a great fit and who's not? 
What motivates your ideal client? What are his or her desires, interests, and frustrations? How do they buy? What does your ideal client think about himself, herself? You need to nail your audience. And remember this, broad messages aren't effective and practical at small business level. Okay, so mistake number one, my perfect prospect is anyone with a pulse and wallet. Don't do it if you're a small business owner. Mistake number two, offline is better than online or vice versa. Here's the thing. There is no good or bad distribution channel, just like there is no such thing as good or bad media. It's all situational. One media is better than no media, of course. Two marketing channels are always better than one. Actually, you need to deploy as many media and marketing channels as you can get results from. That should be your aim. Now, big businesses are all over the place. You don't need to copy that strategy either. Just make sure you're in the right place or in the right places. For example, if trade fairs are your preferred offline method and you get great results from that, excellent, stick to that. If your ideal clients like to hang out on LinkedIn, well, that's where you have to be too. If you can reach out to more prospects via Facebook, consider running highly targeted ads. Okay, there is stability in diversity and never underestimate the power and the impact of multimedia integration and cross-channel marketing at a small business level. Okay, so that was mistake number two. Offline is better than online or vice versa. Moving on, mistake number three. Pricing is the key ingredient of my business success. How do you know a novice salesperson from a pro? Well, the novice plays only one card, and that is price. Can you beat Amazon or Walmart when it comes to price? No? Well, then what's the point of being one of the cheapest if you can't be the cheapest? Rather than playing a game you're never going to win, why not play one that you can most certainly win? And here's the thing, be a preferred choice. There are a boatload of people who prefer to do business with smaller companies because number one, they're more flexible. Number two, they're local, okay? Allowing them to better cater to local preferences and needs. Don't underestimate that. And then they can provide a more personalized service and customer service and customer experience. Okay, so these are great benefits of small business owners. If you have a small company, you better capitalize on that. Now, wrapping it up, know everything you can about your competitors, but don't copy them. Ask yourself, how much can you afford to spend to acquire a customer? And based on that, work yourself backwards to discover how much you can actually spend on a prospect, okay? So don't start with how much can I spend on a, on a prospect. Start backwards. Go, how much can I spend on my ideal customer? And then work yourself towards how much can I spend to acquire a prospect. Establish marketing systems. You know, I'm a huge fan of that. A lot of small businesses systemize their operations, but hardly anyone applies the same thinking to marketing. 
move away from random acts of marketing and focus on building systems and marketing assets. Someone's sustainability in business has to do with systems. Now over to you. What marketing strategies can you implement today to increase the impact of your small business? Send me a tweet at Chris Rock and let me know your thoughts. I'd like to end this session with a quote that applies to all business sizes, whether you're running a small business or you're the CEO, president of a large corporation, it absolutely applies. The following quote is by Sam Walton. He's the founder of Walmart and Sam's Club, and it goes like this. There's only one boss, the customer, and he can fire everybody in the company from the chairman on down simply by spending his money somewhere else. Thanks for listening. I'll catch up with you in the next episode. Happy marketing, and remember to always play to your strengths. Thank you for listening to the Strength in Business podcast. Submit your questions on strengthinbusiness.com and follow Chris on Twitter at Chris Rock. That's K-R-I-S-Z-R-O-K-K.